Friday and thanks for coming back to stay the rest of the week with us here on the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm honored to be your other host. I'm Chris Henry <laughs> from the EAA Aviation Museum. Honored, I don't know, or cursed, I don't know. No, <laughs> I'm honored, I love Just it. <laughs> something you did in the past, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But it's uh yeah it it's good because we get this is a great how to this is like this is the YouTube uh video of of the movie it's yeah, how to build how to yeah. build a, uh, <laughs> a a lithium hydroxide canister for your lunar module a DIY can. uh experiment yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> get and like every like every other uh home improvement <laughs> task you need a lot of duct tape some plastic <laughs> bags and uh, just make sure you don't spill anything. <laughs> And, and, you, and something goes wrong. It always does. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to – you better have ex- spares of whatever you're doing. Um, so this is, uh, this is a great little thing. And uh, over on the – our as I can strongly recommend, if you visit our Facebook page on the Apollo 13-Minute Mission Control, uh, I posted a picture from the mission report of Apollo 13 that shows – this actual canister of what it's made of, how it's built, and how it plugs into the rest of the system. So it's a it's a pretty neat little picture that NASA drew of uh, understanding why things are the way they are, um, and it's a brilliant piece of uh, brilliant piece of work. And and Chris, you said that you worked on uh, a project that uh, kind of uh, imitated this uh, this little thing. Yeah, absolutely. We had an experiment uh, that we did. And uh, it was it was not a replica of this, but the scenario in college was basically this scenario, um, and we had to build something like this. But what basically what we did was we had to we had walkie talkies, and one your your partner would go in another room, and we'd be in a different room, and through walkie talkies they would try to walk us through building what we needed to build. Oh, cool. And so. it was interesting that a lot of times it did not end up how it was supposed to look according to plans. Um, so, and that's something that I think at least I, you know, missed is they actually built what the thing was supposed to look like. Um, you know, they did it according to, to what the engineers were calling up to them and it worked and everything where it, that sounds pretty easy, but think about this. You're not, you're not building something that ever existed before this. I, I mean, you are, yeah. you're, you're, for lack of a better term, jerry-rigging something. Um, and you're doing it with somebody thousands of miles away telling you how to put it on and where to put it and everything. And they still managed to get it right and, and get it correctly installed. I mean, that to me, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that modern audiences have, well, why can't you just you know, uh, text it to them or send, send them a picture. And there, you know, there wasn't anything like that <laughs> yeah. to go inbound. It was only, I mean, they could, they could work uh, a couple of dials on the, on the control panel, but the idea of being able to send an image, which, uh, you know, is what they do nowadays on the space station. They will send up a complete list of instructions and update their manuals and uh, nobody has to tear much in the way of uh, duct tape. Uh, but <laughs> this was uh, just a brilliant, a brilliant, simple solution. Um, and uh, let's let's go over what how how this works. What's happening is, as we talked in a previous episode, lithium hydroxide uh, pulls well, even even uh, more basic carbon is a ver- is 
one of the most versatile uh, atoms around, most versatile, you know, it can form so many basic molecules. So a lot of things stick to uh, uh, car uh, or uh, carbon atoms. So one of the things that sticks to it really good is lithium uh, hydroxide. Uh, so uh, what you do is you take a big box of lithium hydroxide, and if you pump uh, air over it, it'll suck anything with carbon into the lithium hydroxide uh, and uh, you know just turn it into a, a, a hydrocarbon and uh which is you know hydrogen and, and carbon atom and uh so basically pulling it out of the atmosphere and there's a flow that goes through the lunar module uh if you get a chance i know if some of you are driving and some of you are on your pelotons or whatever you, whatever you do when you're listening to podcasts but there's a there's a picture on facebook that will show you how this plugs in uh and i'll try to do this like like mission control did there's an input and an output like on a vacuum cleaner except picture the picture the lunar module as a giant vacuum cleaner and where things are getting sucked up that's where you're going to plug this box that you're going to build and uh, uh, the outlet hose on the other side uh, is where you you plug in the outlet hose and you try to run that hose as far away from the intake as you can so you can circulate the air so uh, the intake where the box goes will be inside the lem up close and next to it and then uh, the output is going to be a hose that's going to snake from the lunar module up through the docking adapter and then as far as you can put it, as far as the hose will reach, in the back of the uh, command module. So you're trying to create this really long circulation form. Remember, uh, the command module's turned off, so nothing is working up there that's, you know, that, that can run a, a, a scrubber like this because there's no power in the, in the command module. So... We have a box plugged into the wall at the lunar module and, uh, and this big hose running back to the command module to keep this uh, air circulating all the way through both systems. Uh, now, uh, as they were talking about uh, earlier this week, the square peg in the round hole, the command module boxes are square. So what they would do is they needed a big plastic bag to tape around the outside of these big plastic, uh, uh, these big plastic squares full of lithium, hy uh, lithium hydroxide. And um, the place where they could get the plastic was uh, another, from another part of the another part of the ship that carried the spacesuits. The spacesuits are several layers deep, and one of the big uh, things in a spacesuit when you're wearing it is a uh, uh, the the plastic that goes around the liquid cooling garment, the LCG. That's you wear when you wear a spacesuit. It's you get hot because there's no it doesn't let you sweat. It doesn't let any uh, air circulate inside the suit to cool you off. So what happens is they have a you put on a liquid uh, liquid cooling garment that ha it's basically it's a it's a big pair of long johns that has tubes running through it and they pump cold liquid through it and that keeps you cool while you're inside a, a hot spacesuit. Uh, and that happens to be in a gigantic garment bag like you get at the you know the, get at the dry cleaner. So it's a big piece of plastic. So what the what Mission Control had to tell the Apollo astronauts to do is take the big garment bag off of the uh, the liquid-cooled suits and uh, wrap it around these square uh, uh, lithium hydroxide canisters from the command module. Uh, tape it all together. Just wrap the tape around a, a bunch of times. You'll need, like, as they say in this uh, in this particular uh, minute, they say you need a good, good size arm length to wrap around this big box-like uh, shape of the lithium hydroxide canisters. You tape down the, uh, the plastic bag 
Um, but before you do all that, the first step that you have to do is you have to build a little dome over the top of the of these boxes of liquid hydroxide canisters. You need to make like a little like a little Quonset hut. Otherwise, the bagel when you when you plug in the vacuum side of it, it'll the 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 lunar module's uh, fan will suck it will suck up the bag and it won't be able to transfer the air from the hose that's coming in from the command module into the lunar module. So what you need to do is build a little dome. So as they talk about, uh, they talked about in the past in the past minute, they said rip the cardboard cover off the flight manual. It's a nice sturdy piece of cardboard, and uh, bend it or bend it into like a uh, a curved shape. Put that on top of the lithium hydroxide canisters, and that's where the intake hose is gonna go. So uh, you know it it it's very Rube Goldberg, but it it works. And when you see all when you see how the different parts work, especially, and I can strongly recommend going to the Facebook page and looking at that picture. When you see how that's all set up, it's brilliant and it's very simple. Um, but trying to uh, in trying to describe this. On our podcast, I realize how difficult it is to explain the shape and what each part does um, in in visualizing it. That is uh, that is something else. And, and you know, I wonder, like, did they have time to bench test this thing? I, I mean, they must have somewhere, right? Well, they. Uh, I mean, in the in the movie, they say they didn't they didn't check it. They didn't check it against any hardware. They didn't know if it, if it worked against actual like they didn't check it in an actual lunar module. I think what they what they did was they tried to figure out where everything would plug in, and they they had parts of it in the simulator, um, but actually testing it to I mean I, I guess other than testing that it the air flowed through it, and obviously building that dome on the one side of the the hydroxide canisters where the air was getting sucked into it, uh, that must that might have been a trial and error thing where you you know you built something and put a plastic bag in and then. If you've if you've ever used one of those seal the meal things where it, <laughs> when you when you apply vacuum everything just gets really tight around it so I think once they turned on the vacuum and saw the saw the plastic bag uh, cut you know cut off the circulation from the hose they said oh we're gonna need to put something in there to keep it from collapsing um, but it it's just brilliant in its in its simplicity and its relative ability I think if you have the parts and like like your experiment Chris I think if you had the parts and you had people on the ground who could walk you through what the thing looked like and and where where the different pieces were supposed to go? I think uh, I, I think it, it definitely well as as was proved it, it did work and uh, they could change out those uh, canisters several times uh, in uh, in getting this done. But try imagine imagine trying to put this together in zero gravity with everything just kind of bobbing bobbing around and there's three people you know crammed into a lunar module while you're <laughs> you're doing this and then. <laughs> And you're starting to feel the effects of, you know, yeah. being where you are. You're probably tired from a couple of days and not sleeping. And yeah, and the uh, the carbon dioxide is up to five five percent point five percent. So it's yeah, probably not a fun a fun time. And yeah, freezing cold. Burr. So, uh... so so the one thing I have to say is when we talked to Fredo, uh, according to Fred Hayes, um, he knew this was serious, but uh, also he said uh, he was. Uh, not worried about once they had a plan uh, when Jim and Jack started building this thing that it would be fine so he went to sleep and I don't know if that's because of the effects of of what they were breathing up there or whatever yeah. but he said he, he slept through part of it and, wow uh, so yeah <laughs> 
actually yeah that might have been a good thing because if you have three people working on it, it's it's like having you know that that man month thing where if, if it takes one man uh an hour to dig a ditch then it should take three men you know 20 minutes to, to dig a ditch <laughs> it's like no it doesn't work that way you gotta have i guess if uh jack and jim were working on the thing by themselves and had freddo out of the way uh that might have been easier it's uh it, it it is fascinating though. This is one of those things, um, and I've I've talked I've I've talked about this on my other show on the Andromeda Strain Minute. Uh, there's this idea, and, and what what really is compelling in this film is that you look at it and you think, wow, these guys could figure out something like that. I wonder if I could be that clever. I wonder if I could be part. And it really I think it draws you in, going. Well, how are they going to solve this one? And then when you see how they're solving it, and you know, and especially if you're watching this on repeated viewings, you're like, "Oh, that's how they figured it out. Oh, that's how that works." And it's, uh, I mean, that's the beauty of this film is that it gives you the idea. Well, gee, I, you know, I don't know if I have the smarts to be working in mission control, but I, I would love to be part of a team that can solve problems like that. That's like an amazing skill. Um, and you know, unfortunately, they had guys that could that could solve these kind of problems. Yeah, it's still one of my life dreams to go work in Mission Control. <laughs> just to press the push to talk button. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> just to just to be Capcom, I'd I'd love to yeah. just do that. <laughs> just just to tell somebody their go, your go. Yeah, that and well, I so I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, first time I ever talked to Gene Kranz, um, I called, uh, left a voicemail um, when we were inviting him. We were gonna try to host a reunion for Apollo 13's anniversary, the 45th anniversary. Yeah. And uh, he called me back on a portable phone and uh, was not ready for that phone call. I did not know he was going to be calling me back at that moment. And I answered the phone and I just said, you know, this is Chris at EAA. And, he, and, and in that mission control voice that he just has, you know, he's like, Chris, this is Gene Kranz. I'm like, holy cow. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's the guy, you know. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So he starts he starts talking and he's like you know yes we you know I'd like to come to that and well then his battery on this portable phone starts dying and he just goes stand by one oh wow and I'm just sitting there and I'm like whoa <laughs> and then he comes up with this other phone and he's like okay we're go on this other phone and I'm like I feel like I'm on a mission like yes. this is as close as I'm ever Roger. gonna get to flight in space <laughs> Roger flight you're <laughs> yeah like thanks flight Roger that Gene <laughs> you know. It took everything in my body not to say like Roger. Or yeah, yeah, you, you feel know? like, like I was like, make just be cool. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't say Niner or anything. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's you know all these people, and we've talked about this offline. It's all these people that are celebrities. You you remember that they've got families and they have regular day to day things and they worry about did they pay the phone bill and that kind of stuff. But gosh, when you're talking to them, you feel like you're you feel like you're in the Make a Wish Foundation or something. And somebody's giving your dream come true. <laughs> is really gene Kranz over there talking to me nobody else just me <laughs> i had a moment during air venture um the year that we had the reunion the big reunion and i was sitting in a lobby in the morning having coffee because uh i was i was i was their host and i was having coffee with gene uh frank borman and jim lovell and i'm just sitting there and i'm like <laughs> I like I have to be and my niece is there and my niece who was just out of high school volunteering with me you know to her like she's just like these guys are cool and I'm like I don't 
Like, I feel like I'm in a room with like Abraham Lincoln and like yeah. George Washington, and yeah. you know, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, you're you're not going to be in the history book, but these guys are. These are yeah, these guys are literally in the history books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a you know on other planets a thousand years from now they'll know about them and it's just, yeah. wow um yeah it's it's uh, i mean i had that you know the fortunate experience when uh when i was up in uh, in december of last year when we were doing the uh, uh the apollo 8 anniversary and i was fortunate enough to give uh, frank borman a ride to lunch <laughs> and he was we were driving in my in my tesla and he was looking at the big screen that's in the middle of the thing and he goes this is amazing this is really the future isn't it and i kept looking over and i'm like you're Frank Borman, man. Yeah. You've been to the moon. This is just a car. Is, I'm driving Frank Borman to lunch. <laughs> and it's uh, my uh, my wife and I always call those uh, coma moments because it's 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 th that moment that you realize you're in a deep coma and you're just having hallucinations. Like, what is Frank Borman doing in my car? <laughs> but it's a it's a nice coma, if anything. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I know we're we're kind of far afield, but yeah, that this is it, it's it's interesting seeing all these all these people, especially when we talk about during the production of this that actual real live astronauts uh, were guiding Ron Howard and Tom Hanks and the crew and cast there to make it as real as you know as commercially possible. You can't make this a documentary and everybody say everything word for word because there has to be drama, there has to be a presentation. You're telling a story, but the idea that the people that were involved in the reality, the real historical events, uh, are giving you know a little bit of a clue. It's like having, yeah, it's it's like having Ulysses S. Grant explaining, you know, Shiloh to yeah. you, and it's like, yeah, well, if you move the horses that way, they're a little bit that, you know, and it's brilliant. It's just it, it never it never ceases to astound me when you watch individual minutes of this movie, even something as simple as trying to build a a box wrapped in plastic. A uh, hundred thousand miles from uh, from the desk that you're sitting at. That's just I mean, that, that's mind-boggling in itself. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how much of the minute we actually covered, but I think we talked. We talked a bit about the the, the main topic of it. Um, I promise next week we'll we'll get back. We'll get to more of the more of the meat of what's what's going on as as things are getting worse and worse to get you know the race against time to get this box plugged in. But I think this is a this is a pretty good minute and a great way to end the week. Uh, so for folks uh, listening to, if, if you like the past uh, 89 minutes and you like this 90th minute, here we are an hour and a half into the movie. So we're getting closer to the end. Um, but if you'd like to listen to previous episodes, uh, please check us out on the big site, Apollo 13 Minute, Apollo 13 Minute.com. And uh, we're always available at the usual podcast places like uh, uh, iTunes, or I, I, iTunes isn't iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, yeah, all the other ones, Spotify, TuneIn. You, you know where to find your podcast. It's just... Uh, click on subscribe and you can get us delivered hot and fresh every day monday through friday don't want you to miss uh, these future episodes because we've got some real doozies coming up i promise um chris knows i know but well you'll find out soon it, it, there's some good ones um but uh, we're doing pretty good i think so far um but anyway it looks like we're coming up on uh lost signal in about 30 seconds so uh please join us here next week on the apollo 13 minute